this way. No, contact! We are live. Hello, guys. Happy to see you with us again. Um, I'm gonna go right into introducing my fellow combatants here, let's call them. Uh, your most trusted work and artillery expert, Dark. Oi, what's up? And everybody's favorite commissar slash grandpa, Avitus. Glory to Callahan, brothers. And the well-known leader of the Ducks now for a pretty long time, Kaczynski. Greetings. Special guest. Always. Yes. Right, guys. So I bet you guys are wondering what are we going to do today since, um, well, we had the dev blog, but um, full disclosure, we're not going to go too in detail on the dev blog today. Simply because, uh, as you remember from last night, if you tuned in, most of the vehicles are yet to be, uh, you know, figured out. We we know what they're gonna be, but we don't know how well they're gonna do and stuff like that. So rather than us just sitting here and saying, well, it might be good, but it might be bad, um, we figured we would concentrate on uh, on something else. Let me get on the on the slideshow here as well. I already said that last week, though, so. I don't think we need to reiterate again. Yeah. So um, the the first thing um, I kind of want to address here, because uh, since we last spoke with you guys, uh, something interesting happened on um, on the stream of PressCorp. You guys know PressCorp, most of you, so I'm not going to go into detail. Uh, they've been kind enough to give us a shout out. Um, I'm going to return it back here. Uh, you guys know them for like uh, exposés, like the Jade Cove one that uh, Potato did. That, that was a pretty good one. Uh, Commander Rod did some excellent uh, work, and also Captain in Arms is uh, running Zero Dark Press Corps, their uh, their stream basically. Um, so what basically happened here? They had uh, they had Mark and KFC over for a little discussion regarding. Um, the last update and such so um they also featured uh, a bit of a talk from from us uh if you guys remember when we we talked about the unicycle i believe right and um you know one link one thing led to the other we, we kind of got into the patch notes and such um so <laughs> you know i thought it would be pretty cool to to look a bit into into that clip and how Mark and KFC commented what they saw there. Um, part of the reason why I kind of want to do that is, if you guys remember when we started this, you know, we always say the reason we do is because we don't feel like uh, a lot of the aspects that need be talking are being talked um, on on all the angles, so to say. So, uh, you know, it, it just felt like... Um, they tried to answer, but they answered from a perspective that uh, is not necessarily what we were referring to. I am I right to say that, Dark Avatus? Kaz? Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, definitely I mean, say that. Uh, yeah, 
I'd suggest that they kind of put forward a couple straw man arguments or misunderstood what we were leading to at the at, at best for sure. So my proposition for you guys, because like I want to make this clear, like uh, Dark Avatar's cast don't really know exactly what I was up to uh, regarding this. Um, it's it's more of me putting up some stuff together. They're like reacting as much as you guys are reacting to what uh, they're gonna see. Uh, my proposition is we're gonna we're gonna go in and watch a bit of the um, of the answer that uh, Mark and KFC gave. And we can, you know, explain some some misconceptions they might have had in in the way they answered, uh, uh, you know, about what uh, what we were talking about. I think that's the the, the best way to do it. And uh, yeah, we can okay. stop and start the video as we go through, can't we? And Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna about to show us like a podcast that showed another podcast? Exactly. Another podcast? We're gonna do an inception here live. It's gonna be. Uh, grand. I heard. I heard you wanted a podcast, bro. That's an old meme. I know. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go back into my boomer cave. Two seconds. <laughs> Don't let him out. Okay. So I'm gonna get ready here just so you can, uh, so you can, so you guys can see. It's. Uh, we're just gonna basically start with uh, Captain in Arms asking them about uh, about it, and um, I'll pause it and we can comment a bit after after the the first bit. Okay. Let's see here. Get your popcorn. So I guess my first question to either of you here, both of you, how much experimentation does go into each individual war? And, and by experimentation, I mean changing numerical values, turning features on and off, fine-tuning some things. Uh, how much? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to have a different perspective on this. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes we change, we change a bit too much, uh, personally. Um, so I don't necessarily agree that we don't change things. Um, there's a game balance section in, in our release notes um, for our release. And in most of them, not necessarily all, but in most of them, we always, um, we're tweaking things. Like I would bet if you pulled up um, all the release notes the last, like um, over the last year, right? There's number changes in almost all of them. Right. Maybe there's a couple of exceptions where we're focusing on something else. So I don't think that now in terms of like, um, in terms of us, like not changing a certain number, um, <laughs> it, it's like, I think there are times when um, we are, you know, there was a question that was brought up in that, in that stream of, well, why don't you just change something and then you can change it back? Well, I think the, I think the reality is, is that players are playing the game and like if we know um for example that we're going to be like overhauling the entire system that is related to those numbers right um then then we don't want to put any kind of like undue stress onto players for no reason it's just the, you know as an example if if if, if logic players you know there's something that we hear all the time the the whole like partisan versus the logic player, um, you know, the logic players think that partisans are too powerful. Partisans think that um, it's too hard to play as a partisan. So if we just tweak some numbers just for the sake of it, just as an example, we were like, okay, well, let's just make the watchtower. Let's just change the, the numbers on the watchtower so that um, the detection circle is larger. Um, then the partisans might suddenly think, well, you know, this is not fair. This completely ruins my game. 
and then and then the logic players will all get used to that, and then we change it back because we realize it's not it's not right. And then now all, all logic players are like, okay, the game is broken now, this and that. And if if we know that we're gonna be like overhauling that whole system, let let's say we knew um, that you know whatever in two three months we're gonna be taking a look at that whole um, intelligence system. There's no point in just flip-flopping on these things. It's just going to cause extra stress for the players, right? And I think this is what happens a lot of times. Like, players are like, why don't you just change this thing? Well, why don't you make, you know, whatever, tweak these numbers? But it's like, we're going to be changing something else um, later. So, you know, there, is, there isn't any point to that. And I think... Okay, I'm going to want to stop here, uh, here real quick. Um, the reason why is I, I think there's a few things to be discussed. Yeah, in definitely. Yeah. Uh, give me one minute here. Um, the the most important part is the example for me here. So what Mark exemplified there was a change of numbers, a two of numbers that would have affected um, two groups, let's say, of players in the game, right? Some which are on one side of the game and some, some which are on the other side. Um, and we were referring to changes like uh, to shotguns and revolvers that affect everybody, right? So this is, a, this is a very important thing that happens a lot of the time. What we were talking about and what he's talking about is fundamentally different. We were talking about changes that affect everybody equally. He's talking about changes that affect uh, groups of players within the game, right? So if you check the, the chat, I can put it back on the screen. We'll, we'll put it back after. Um, even people watching the stream at that time were saying nobody would ever... Uh, protest a change of the shotgun because the shotguns in their current form are useless basically yeah they're just i mean <laughs> the, the i mean i'm someone that can see a tactical situation for most weapons and vehicles and things like that i can see situations in which they can be used i'm not a biggest i mean everybody knows i'm not a big fan of the fmg but there are star, uh, still situations in which it can be used the shotgun however i mean <laughs> To, to be honest with you, I'd rather, I'd rather have a rifle and bayonet in close quarters than shotgun these days. Absolutely terrible. Well, if I could kind of jump in there real quick as well, like I wouldn't even. And so that, so yes, that's an easy comparison. But I still, even to that point, disagree with the idea that even for balance changes that affect two different groups of players, one one favorably, one negatively, that still has that kind of work still is necessary and has to occur and is not, I think, as impactful and as shattering as as was portrayed there especially because as we understand it, as we've been, I think, told many times, this is a beta. We're expecting things to change in a, in a beta or in an early access game as things get fine-tuned. That's part of the player experience. Uh, and there's been countless examples. I'm sure Razors can go through, go through some of those where things get turned on their head uh, and, and changed sometimes without notice. And how is that for the player experience? Yet this is not something that, that this is more important. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't connect with me. So it's a, it's a very right poor then. example for you know bringing up logic players versus partisan players. Like, uh, am I right to say that there are far more people doing logic than there are people doing partisan? Yeah, like it's just, I mean, especially these days. I mean, the partisans. Are, I mean, you do get the odd people being, part, but I, you don't classify people as partisans. There's just like a few people that fancy going behind enemy lines for one life. You know what I mean? That's where it tends to be. You don't get committed partisans anymore, really. You you do get a few. Don't get me wrong, but I mean that may, they maybe make up zero point five percent of the community. Whereas the logic players, I mean, they're, they're the backbone of the game. 
You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's a little bit one-sided there. I mean, and in my opinion, it should be very, very difficult for partisans um, in 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 any uh, stretch of the imagination because the deeper that you go behind enemy lines, the the harder it should become, really. And that's that's the risk reward for it. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. So it, it's very interesting that you guys bring up these points, um, especially Gaz's point of, you know, in the end, uh, you know, the risk should be taken. Um, the, the, the counterpoint I want to bring in, in this discussion to, to what Mark said is um, that they actually have done exactly what you said, Kaz. Uh, they have taken risks uh, even when player experience was affected dramatically and they didn't seem to have a problem with it then. Um, one example, and I'll, I'll, I'll like try and keep to this one example because otherwise we're going to be here for a while. But the, the most relevant example for me was the squad system, the operation system, if you guys remember about it, right? When yeah, they, vividly. Exactly. When they, when they put it on their head and like they, they changed stuff, uh, the promise there was um, something else is going to come and replace it, right? And that's fair enough. I think, you know, in, in, in those conditions, if something would have come in, in, in its place after an update or maybe to, that would have been acceptable. I think I everybody mean, I, re I remember that. specifically saying back then um, when they announced the changes to the squad system, I specifically remember saying anything is better than what we've got. Yeah, but the problem is what what we received, especially as utility, the the um, let's call it the temporary squad system, as it wanted to uh, to, to to be, is uh, like objectively worse than the old one because in the old one you had this officer level that was between uh, the owner of the squad and um, and the members of the squad, which allowed you to make sure that the squad doesn't uh, end up in the hand of somebody who's gonna use it for you know against you for example right so yeah. what we're having now what what they called a temporary solution between uh the the old one and the implementation of the new one is actually objectively worse i think a lot of people can agree to that statement so my problem is if if you don't want to affect the gameplay between partisans and logistics which you guys pointed out one of the groups being objectively smaller than the other how are you how are you not affecting the experience of everybody who's playing by changing the systems of, of the squad and uh, removing the operation system entirely without coming in with a replacement system in what i think it has been six months if i'm not mistaken i'm just you know i'm not saying it was exactly i'm saying it's on the ballpark of six months i think so uh, if you guys have anything to add more this would be like uh, the thing I really wanted to point out regarding this part of, of their answer I mean, is regarding uh, regarding regarding the squad system. I mean, I've been, I mean, since I got the game, really uh, questioning why there hasn't been uh, a decent squad system uh, in in the game, like a, a proper UI and and things like that. And you know, we've had um, we've had rudimentary squads for quite some time and i think it's very very important that in the near future i mean it's, it's always been the case of next patch next patch next patch you know the, you think it's going to be the squad system that's going to be implemented because for me it it seems like such a minor and basic and necessary thing for a game like foxhole but it keeps on getting missed all the time and <laughs> 
the squad system is absolutely necessary for for a game like Foxhall to to have any kind of like higher tactical play and a, a broader scope of what uh, large groups of people should be doing. For instance, like it's it's relatively easy for us 82 DK to organize an operation because we've got a, a very um, robust way of doing it, and you know we've been doing it for a long time and stuff like that. But excuse me, if uh, 40 uh, randoms, let's say, get together, barely just got the game, most of them, you know, and there's one guy in there that's maybe a major and he's wanting to lead them. He can, uh, you know, he should be able to display on the map the plan, you know, uh, like draw things and stuff like that in, in his position. Um, I mean, we all know that there would be Dextron, but, you know, it's yeah, you know, but a parcel of it. You know yeah, I mean? like a lot of game know, uh, knew this would happen and they still went ahead and done it. And Yeah, because it's a know, necessary I, thing. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah I so do. one thing that jumped out at me, like like in the opening statements, and just screamed at me, whoa, this does, like, I disagree with the statement and I wasn't even sure why I disagreed with it. But he, he kind of led into answering the question with, a, I feel that we changed things too much. And like that, that really like hit me over the side of the head with the sledgehammer when I first had him say that. And I was trying to understand why I felt so strongly about that. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it's kind of hard to, to kind of think about it because really I want to take a step back and kind of consider other games and other games that I consider to be both successful and unsuccessful on that domain. And so for those of you that play like League of Legends or Dota, those kinds of games, if you look at how frequently those games change, at least during the periods that they were really successful, they change all the time and the minutiae like and it's just fine-tuning stuff and they and the patches are regular and they overhaul things and they keep things fresh for the player base and so yeah you almost have to at some points it felt like you had to have like a degree in the game to even begin to play it and then to stay current on all the changes of what was meta what was not meta but it was healthy for the game ultimately and then you look at a game that god i don't want to start a debate here but you look at a game like overwatch which is under a lot of fire right now from its player base because it doesn't innovate enough where there's been issues that have been prevalent in the game universally for so long that have been left unaddressed and the player base is fleeing that game, is toxic toward the developers of that game. And, and so I really find it very difficult to stand beside the idea that we change things too much, where really, you know, as it relates to game balance, fine-tuning and keeping things fresh to the player base, you really you need to, right? You do you need to innovate, you need to continue to adjust, you need to fine-tune as the player base changes and moves as your development progress changes and moves things and makes some things relevant some things irrelevant a failure to continue to do that is really irresponsible and, and bad for your game one thing that i always hate that they view it as right now they view this early access game as 1.0 like right now and it's like you, you have the the point of it being early access everyone has accepted the fact that this is an unfinished product we all want to do our part to pick uh, you cut off the chain, you know, have our voices heard to help make the game better. But we have issues where fucking like they don't want to fuck with anything in the middle of a in the middle of a war because they treat it as if this is this is right now everyone's playing to have to have peak fun and you know we don't want to mess mess around with anything, you know. It doesn't matter if this is broken or that's not that's not useful. We do we'll, we'll maybe mess with it at the end of the war or maybe not at all until later, until we get around to it. But it's like when you have an early access game title, don't be afraid to just we need it. We need to fix this because people aren't using it. You know, it's it's literally the time to do it. Don't be afraid to touch the wars in the middle of them. Um, just quickly before we move on, um, I think that's that's sort of part of an issue I always had and probably we always had using the um, you know the 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 
the fact that the game is right now in, in like it was in alpha now it's in beta and all of this uh, stages they're like the, the fact that it's here it's used depending on the context to always advantage their point which has always been an issue for us like you either put it down and like i said you just like go with it do changes you know make make it clear that in this stage of the game everything goes everything changes anything can happen at any point or you focus on the player experience but you focus on it all the time not only when it suits you and then when you want to do changes you say well the game's in beta now but when you know you want to uh, it, it advantages them to say the the player uh, the player experience has been affected then you know we we don't use it that's that's kind of my problem but let's uh let's uh let's keep uh listening for a bit more because there's more interesting stuff coming ahead and um I, there's more points i want to i want to touch on uh, the complaint about um the us purposely not putting things into the release notes like i think okay so i think there's a couple of things that can happen there one is that players um sometimes a change has been in for a few months but sometimes players haven't played the game for a while so they might not realize it i've had players come up to me and they said oh why did this thing suddenly change i look at the release notes from three months ago i'm like look this changed from three months ago and they would be like oh i guess i didn't see that right that's definitely happened before and another thing is sometimes we just forget like there's a lot of things happening we're pushing out updates almost like every month and like we're trying to our best to get all these fixes in all these changes in and sometimes things are just going to slip through the cracks and in that case honestly like it's our mistake we should do like a better job at it and and we should honestly just try our best to track every single thing that is going into the game but you know in that case it's like a mistake right so mm. I, I think those those are the two reasons but there isn't some you know mysterious like <laughs> thing going on behind the scenes where i'm like max let's just like sneak this past the players maybe they won't know right <laughs> like this is just come on guys like <laughs> actually i would say i want to double down on that and say actually it's the complete opposite sometimes we'll forget that we did some work on something like anthony will just go in and add a new texture to like a tank or something and he'll forget to make a card about it or a note anywhere and then it's like he worked for free it's like now nobody's even going to notice that this texture got updated and it seems like it's actually pretty frustrating that like our patch notes could really possibly reflect this. But I think that um, the bigger the bigger problem, because I, I was aware of this from the last update, which is I think where a lot of this comes from, the the black um, or the the non um, uh, the non patch notes or the invisible patch notes that they're referring to. I'm just going to pause it real here because I know he's going to go into another point. And I, I, I feel like we need, really need to clarify something. I don't think me or you or anybody here actually like ever thought they're doing it on purpose, like trying to hide it from the players. I think no. that's silly to even consider that anybody yeah. would be like, ah, oh, we know you guys don't want to share it with us. I don't think that was ever the, 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 the topic of discussion here. I think we all wanted them to put more effort into keeping them uh, updated it. Uh, understanding and i think mark had a valid point there when especially for things that impact the way the game works yeah 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 and i think mark had a good point there that you know nobody is expecting them to have like 100 everything goes in the patch notes there's not even like the the smallest detail ever missed like 
human error is perfectly understandable even when we we talk about patch notes right but uh, a thing that i saw for the first time immediately uh, you know regarding this topic which is and you know the admittance that they can do wrong and an apology this is was the, like the first time in three years i saw them actually saying yeah maybe we we, we slip some stuff what the expression I saw from other people and from people from our clan with them is they already always offered some sort of other excuse or other explanation. Okay, so we never got this hands down. Okay, we might have missed it until now. This is my personal experience. If you guys have different ones, um, I, you know, go ahead while uh, while I check the notes here for a second. Um, I mean. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be hard for me to comment to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, I I can talk a little bit more since it's mainly my question. I brought up the the shadow patching and whatnot, and it's it's one of those things where, it I mean, this little mistake of not putting in the the notes has a great great better um problems than it than it does, you know. Because it, it, the main issue is that it builds distrust within the community. Sure, we're not, you know, we're not thinking that they're doing this on purpose, but it's like we rely on the devs to do their job, which is to document and I think, put everything they put. I in think so what it way. is is uh, where I put it down to is they do this for their work. Yeah, we do it as a hobby, and no matter how you you, you know slice and dice it, that's that's the way it is, and they probably. Uh, because of the way that they probably think about the game, they think the things that they're not putting in aren't important, even if they forget them or whatever. You know, maybe they, you know, don't think they're worth putting in. You know, they're so minor. But for people like us, it is incredibly important for these things to be put into the game because, the, you know, we we love to know everything there is to know about the game, so we can develop tactics around that. You know what I mean? And see what we can, uh, you know, do to do things certain ways and develop new tactics and things like that based on these little tiny changes that might ch uh, might change something relatively minor. Um, but, you know, like he said, 2% armor increase to the front of a, you know, whatever tank, you know, you know, we might be able to use that somehow to, you know, to factor into our tactics or something like that. Well, you think too, when they did the infantry changes, with like when they've changed the rifle and SMGs, I those patch notes were excellent. They were, they're, they're, they should be the poster child for what they should look like. And I, I really appreciate them because they gave us some opportunity to theory craft around it and then use it and experiment with it. And we knew exactly what the values were. And it kind of gave us a sense of what, and that, that was the same patch. The shotguns got nerfed on the ground. And, you know, but we still had the information. Like that was probably the best set of patch notes I've read. And I think there are other things that affect, and I don't pay as much attention, but affected armor things where things just aren't mentioned. And then we find out about it after we've lost a vehicle or something. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's yeah. what can get really frustrating for the player base. So uh, one thing I wanna I wanna comment before we can go go even a bit forward here, um, the one thing I would expect in 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 all of this would be for somebody to actually like be responsible for it. As Dark said, like have somebody actually in charge of this, if that makes sense, right? So I don't know maybe somebody who's working with the community is in charge of the patch notes, is in charge of checking if what is there reflects in the game and so on and so forth so it's actually somebody's job rather than the way kfc described it that basically 
if Anthony forgot to make a card for it, then poof, you know, it goes away. Because, you know, only Anthony, because he did the thing, is aware of that thing being done. Instead of having a pipeline that actually includes this one person that is responsible and keeps track of what people are working on so he can know to update the patch notes. So you see, like, I, I find that there's a problem in the way they approach it entirely. I don't think patch notes are considered a priority, like, uh, like you guys said. I don't think they understand how necessary and how important they are for a part of their community in, in the process. So it, it, it might not be that much of a big deal for the vast majority of people that play Foxhall for a bit and then just lose it in their Steam library. But for the people that play it as a hobby or as a passion or just make it their, you know, entire, uh, you know, let's we have say... life for me at this point. Exactly. The, 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 their, their entire, like, life revolves around it. They care a lot and they'll always pay attention to, to every little detail you put in, in into stuff like this. So yeah, messing with the competitive yeah. integrity, right? Like if you don't, because people that play at a you know a serious level, so to speak, try to grind and try to gain every advantage they can, and you know that there's there's a high level of frustration when you feel like that's you, you've lost that opportunity or you, you have to figure it out even, right? Like you have to science your way through the process. Yeah, stuff like that gets annoying quickly. I mean, I mean, I don't want anybody to have any misconceptions about us. I mean, we love Foxhall. You know what I mean? And the devs at the end of the day create the game that we do love. You know what I mean? It's just that we uh, we want to see those uh, those ideas, you know, tested, you know, in honesty rather than, uh, you know, glossing over certain things. So let's uh, let's let uh, KFC tell us about what he thinks uh, the issue is, because like um, I feel like it needs to be uh, it needs to be explained after he, he finishes this little bit. It actually, refer I think it's coming from the dev branch uh, because the last time we did the dev branch, we iterated like three or four times. And each time we, we tried our best to get the patch notes and what was changed from the previous dev branch to the next one. But we're way less diligent about tracking those things because we're, we're honestly just rifling through changes as fast as we can, trying to get the build out. And we don't always get the logs down of the things that we changed. Uh, but the reality is once the patch notes come out from the, um, for the actual build itself, the public ones that everybody reads, uh, those are reflective what's changed from the previous version, not what was changed from the dev branch, which a lot of these 82, 82DK guys who are very are, are veterans and are very astute in the dev branch to, who've tested literally everything, um, they, they see it like, uh, like we're being disingenuous because we we changed something and then we changed it back and then it's not in the in the final patch notes. The reality is we we try our best to get literally every change into those patch notes. There's there's never any attempt to try to hide anything. And right, so I'm gonna stop it here because um, you know I don't think I ever actually looked at the patch notes between dev branch instances. I don't know about you guys. No. Like the only one I really care about is the ones that, uh, you know, uh, the, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the... Uh, mm -hmm. What's a slide? Exactly, exactly. So I don't think uh, his assumption is correct here. And to speak to that, I, I'll just try and like go through some examples of, of the thing we actually, or I actually think about when I say 
patch notes don't actually reflect changes in the game. And a lot of us see them as shadow changes, as changes that happen without us being uh, informed of them in, in the patch notes. Um, so a few things I, I, have, uh, I have noted down here. Um, the Storm Cannon, if you guys remember when, when it got released, it initially had this crazy, crazy stuff, stats on them. Like it, it was supposed to f uh, take 10% power for one shot, which would have been like, you could basically fire it like 10 times with full power and like 10% power was like 30 minutes. So you could basically fire it once every 30 minutes, right? And when it arrived into the game, it arrived with totally different stats, let's call them stats, because they're in a the way they're stats, right? It took 1% to fire it and the recharge rate was was higher than it was first uh, proposed, right? But these were never put down anywhere. Um, the argument to this, as I understand it, was that um, they don't disclose stats, and you know I think that's going to be interesting to to discuss separately uh, if we have time for it. But you know the the, the bottom line here being, um, we all thought that storm cannon are are going to work in one way. And then it turned out they're, they're going to work in an extremely different way. So any plans that you made with the first, the first stats in mind were just like, poof, you know, they're, they're gone. Um, that's one thing. Another thing would be, if you remember the relic vehicles when they were introduced again with the prototype system, um, I'll give you the, the most common example that everybody remembers. You remember the AFTs? The fighting tractors. Yeah, forget that. In the in the first iteration, <laughs> they were like they were like bulldozers. They could like just run circles around oh, anything. Nice. And when they introduced them in the prototype systems, they were made of paper. Yeah, just and, find that out by accident. Exactly. Yeah. And everybody got into one, and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna just like ruin some people's day with this thing because it, it's it's so powerful." And then somebody started firing an HMG at them, and they got disabled. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like exactly what we're talking about. I think that's a perfect example. Perfect example. I really, I really hope they up the vehicle game in the new patch. To tell you the truth, because I am really getting sick of uh, vehicles not really uh, having much use anymore because of the amount of AT capability. Um, I'm just gonna continue here because you know I've, I had some of our friends work hard and, you know, tell me about the system. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. So another one for Logi, uh, for, for the Logi side of things, the freighter costs, for example, freighters just uh, changed costs from BMATs to, to RMATs, if I, if I believe. And according to Logi, that was never reflected anywhere. They just like, sort of one day, they just decided to, to, to change their price all of a sudden. That's Which, quite a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, for, for Logi is, you know, maybe not for the casual Joe, but for Logi was like, okay, well, our plans of this convoy just went to shit because we now need this amount of armats we never factored in, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, another extremely important example, even if it's a bit older, if you remember uh, the patch back when any town could be upgraded with U parts, you know, you could make, you can activate the refinery, you can activate yeah. a production center. If you remember the first iteration, you needed like 1K U parts to activate uh, a facility. 
then everybody complained and poof next word it was 500 out of the blue without anybody telling anybody anything then people still complained and then uh, down the road poof it was 200 per per facility again without anybody knowing anything about it so can you imagine from a planning perspective of like 83k's logistic how important because like for those of you who don't remember, the way the wars went back then was everybody would spawn in, grab trucks as fast as they could, fill them up with as many U-parts they could, and rush the fuck out of wherever they wanted to, to upgrade stuff. Before, Colonials always went for spine. Yeah, you, mean, you know what I mean? Like It was extremely important. We, we would have logic like... Uh, say okay so uh, we're gonna spawn in here everybody's gonna take this amount of u parts we're gonna rush them here everything was counted everybody knew exactly how many u parts go where you know and for this to just like get changed twice overnight that's that's a disaster for for anybody that did logi back then it was like people still have nightmares about it <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh, keeping on the logic, if you guys remember, this is a pretty old one, but it, it still, it was, it brought a lot of frustration to people. So I put it on the list, the old scrapping fields where you can box them in, you remember with like blueprints, yeah. right? So they tried a lot of, you know, like options to, to stop people from doing that. None of them that appeared anywhere. And some of the options that they used made like scrap spawning to garrison houses and a lot of weird stuff like that, for example. And again, no process of actually putting down the changes about that at all. I don't, like, that's, that's something that I've never really understood um, because you've seen that happen a few times where you'll see a certain tactic be used by a certain clan or, you know, several individuals or something like that. And then, like, for instance, just it'll become be something as simple as putting a wall around a scrap field. You know what I mean? That is quite a, an essential tactic you know what i mean it, or it was back in the day and now it's i mean why did they take that out i'd, I'd love to know you know, to give partisans somewhere to go and you know fuck over some guy that's listening to the music no that shouldn't be the case yeah well th this last category i'm gonna i'm gonna mention it's not as important this is kind of like why you know left it for for the last um the uh, visual changes the visual changes never get love. Um, one example is a bit, you know, on the not that important side. If you guys remember the lanterns on the old garrison house, those were never like mentioned anywhere. But one that was really important from a lot of people's perspective was: Do you guys remember the stick bushes on the warden side of the map? Those little mm -hmm. bushes that you could actually like yeah. hide in, and everybody was like, "How the fuck is this thing hiding me?" You know. Well, what happened there is because nobody actually ever know, like, knew how, how they were supposed to work in general because that was never shared with us. Everybody thought that's intended. You know, it, it was actually not intended. They actually didn't want them to hide people, but there was no way for us to tell them that because we never knew the way they, they, they thought they should work, right? So that's a great example, again, of, uh, of things that, you know, just don't get discussed really with, with us. So, so things get, uh, get missed. Um, if you guys don't have anything else, I, I would like to move to, to the next part where, uh, where they discuss a bit more. This is the, the last part, and then we can, like, try and wrap it up because there's still some interesting oh, stuff oh. coming in. <laughs> Stay with us, Doc. Stay strong. Mm.
I actually think I messed up the uh, the YouTube here, so you're gonna might need to give me a second. Yeah, I know. Try our best to track every single thing that is. Um, are the the guys? So next stream, guys, we're gonna do a question and answer session. So the way that we're gonna work it is we're going to. We're going to have you guys put your questions in the uh, No Man's Land chat uh, thing on Discord, uh, and then we'll go through them one by one when we, uh, we have that on the stream. We don't want to do, uh, do it completely like the, uh, the devs. I'm giving false hope. <laughs> video. Yeah, just give me a second here so I can point it down. Veterans and are very. And later, it's I missed is that sometimes there, sometimes there might be a bug. For example, when we upgrade uh, the engine, things sometimes shift, right? Things will shift like behind the scenes, something changes, and we just, you know, like we're not able to catch it. And later it's found out that that thing changed because of a bug. It wasn't an you know, intentional thing, right? So that's sort of like the other fourth category of how that might happen. So. Yeah, and certainly there's a degree to sociology, there's a sociological aspect as well where if you put something in the patch notes mentally everyone's mind will think it's it will like exponentially increase the values in their mind it was like oh a two percent increase into armor penetration well now it's like well everything the reason why i lost every uh you know armor fight is because of that two percent armor penetration uh, i know I, I i i have fallen victim to that mentality as well and uh, certainly i know a lot of people Can you pause it? also <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Because um, there's there's a, a few things. I mean, mostly that was it. The the important part about it. Um, go ahead, Dark. Actually, because I know you wanted to say something. So what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> That's why. Yeah, like it's like, uh, a strange, strange logic. Like, yeah. It, it, this is the type of biasness. It's like frustrating. You know, it's we're we're trying to point out problems. You know that that can be. Uh, easily quite easily fixed you know but this type of guest man mentality is not Dark. not really you, you not really beneficial in any any sort of way you know it's like yeah yeah oh hello no you're good now. like, like you're good. this guest man mentality is not not healthy for anything you know so like who 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 has ever complained that you saw something on the patch notes and that fucked over your gameplay and you never let that never let that down well, yeah, it's no not one. the patch notes' fault, that's for sure. Because uh, I, I would think that it's someone else's problem if, you know, I mean, I don't think it's the patch notes' fault for you fucking up. I think it's you fucked up. Well, it'd be quite well, the like opposite, the right? Notes. Like, if I was That's the point of knowledge is to... power. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's okay, I'm done with my run. Uh, well, I was, if I was going to, like, take out a shotgun for a spin one day, and suddenly I'm just like, God, I can't get any kills with shotguns, like, and somebody said, oh, by the way, we just did some testing, found out the shotgun was nursed by fifty percent. I'd be upset that it wasn't the patch notes. I would be, you know, what I'm saying like it'd be the exact opposite. Uh, where I don't know, like it just uh, weird. That doesn't resonate. Where I think. You read, you read the patch notes. Shotgun has been effectively nerfed by fifty percent. You you get the gun knowing it's fucking garbage now, 
and then you use it and then just being like, oh. Or at least you go and test it, right? Most people don't just like, again, if you're being reasonable, you don't go in immediately assuming that this is garbage. But we went in and we tested it. We, we tried it fully knowing that it changed and then came to the conclusion it was garbage. But, but you know, we at least gave it its time in court to, uh, to perform, yeah? So, yeah. So before I go into the bug section, because this is a pretty interesting one, I just wanted to show something, uh, have a little fun about it. This is the most recent... Uh, the most recent one that, uh, well, everybody knows about, but nobody actually knows about it because it, it wasn't, you know, talked about at a, in any official capacity. So let's, let's just watch this first. I can't shoot them. Oh, I can shoot you. Shoot the barge down! Kill the fucking barge! Go fucking gunner! Kill the fucking barge! Hey, everybody, record this! Record this! XD. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I'll explain oh in a second. God. And this is pretty funny, to be honest. That's Because, uh, uh, to, to explain exactly what's Crazy. happening... To explain exactly what's happening here, it's, uh, it's basically um, the... In, in this patch, apparently, the barges can basically capture gunboats. <laughs> like, just bug them in. What the f... Yes. They, you just oh, like... Like, like, a, like a crab claw thing. Exactly. Know? They just, you know, they try to mold them. Uh, the funny part for me here is that, you know, <laughs> the guys who were the victim were kind of, you know, accusing the guys doing it of... Uh, you know of it but like at the same time it's this is this has always happened if if there's something you know is going to work most people are going to use it with no regret i don't think it's their fault that it oh, works yeah i mean especially if you do it with one person i mean that is like prime rusted territory right there you know what i mean that rust is going to be like on the seven seas in this on this patch i'm telling you right so riding the fucking around all the time so um, what I really wanted to pause on 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 this part of the you know of, of of the discussion is you know nobody's asking them to prevent bugs they cannot foresee. I think that would be crazy to you know ask them to put in the patch yeah. note something that bugs are going to change. But I think what everybody or at least let's like limit to us or myself. What I want to see, I want to see at least not a ping or anything like that. Although they're going to ping for like a lot of mo way more non-important stuff, right? Um, but at least a message somewhere, an update to tell people, hello, you guys, uh, this bug came in, you know, you, some, some, some players told us about it. Be aware of it, right? Because it might ruin your game if you don't know about it. So because we found out about it, we'd rather let you know ourselves than you finding it out the hard way. Right, that's that's what I I would expect, and against all of our, you know, I don't know how to call them like hints for them to do it. They have never even considered it, um, and just to give everybody a a piece of uh, of how important this actually is, uh, one one such bug happened with the nukes. I don't know if anybody remember i mean it's not that far away yeah i remember that well yeah it was you, a huge you had to, to refresh me on that you couldn't you basically couldn't uh build the nukes 
you could put down the launch How many site. wars did that last, Razor? Like, that felt like it went on for it multiple was, wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was for, like, it was for two or three wars, so to say. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, one, one clan actually knew because it was like they were just there when the first nuke was, was tried to build. And they immediately told, uh, they, they told Max about it. They told KFC about it. And, like, the next step in my mind, in my brain, is, okay, let's, like, make sure everybody knows so they don't lose Everyone time. Knows. Yeah, yeah. You guys can not even guess how many people put in the work to, like, prepare defenses, build layers upon layers and yeah. stuff, and uh, save resources for the warhead, for this and that. And then they went with the CV all, all you know, busy on, 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 on figuring it out. And I, think, then, I think this is a good way to highlight the difference between because a lot of people uh look at vets and they're like oh salty vets you know all that type of shit you know but people do not realize that the reason why people get so frustrated at this type of stuff and the reason they they might get angry and things like that and, and want to vent that is because um if you're putting in hours and hours of work you know you can be um like me, for instance, working in a hospital or something like that, you know, during the pandemic, you come home from work, you know, you you just want to chill out on Foxhole, you log on to Foxhole, and you spend hours building that defensive line, hours and hours and hours def building de that defensive line. And you, you, uh, and then you find out this, this, you know, it's all for nothing. You know what I mean? It's like it re it would really, really piss you off. You know what I mean? It would it would make your day a bad day. You know what I mean? And for a day, you know, for a, a foxhole, um, someone who plays foxhole a lot, that would it would really affect them. And I don't really think that they take that into account as as much as they should. You know what I mean? They don't think that people uh, devote as much time uh, as they actually do to this game. You know, it's a famous quote by I think. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's one of them anywhere. But he um, he said um, that we play the game more than you guys do. You know what I mean? And there has never been a statement in the history of mankind that is so untrue than that one. You know what I mean? Like, I have a strong suspicion that to this day, uh, the, the devs do not have a, a great deal of hours logged actually playing the game. You know, they can fly around and watch events, but they'll never know how the game actually um is played you know on the ground in my opinion every time that i hear them talk about it you know it, it's very strange the way they talk, they talk about the game because it's not the same game that i play you know what i mean it's a completely different game and I, I do not get where they're coming from most of the time when they talk about it sitting on because like we just discussed gunboats and uh, somebody pointed out apparently it happens with apcs as well not only with barges uh it, it kind of took me back if you guys remember when when somebody put a colonial gunboat and a warden gunboat next to each other and the colonial one was like impressively more faster than than the warden one again same sort of like you know i i know um they did something like the next or you couldn't you could only build one of them you couldn't build both of them but again the same sort of like you know we need to keep this uh, you know shush don't tell anybody yeah for what like you know if, if there's something they're not willing to talk about it's not the you know the the thing they were joking about not telling people what they're uh, in patch notes what they changed it's insisting that bugs don't get out or don't get out from them for some reason yeah and i think i would echo like i, I think it's more 
and I think somebody in chat before kind of mentioned this as well, the, the processes aren't there. And, and I, I do believe the devs when they said that this is not in, like insidious, like they're not purposefully trying to do, you know, these things they are not, you know, trying to withhold information. They just don't have a good strategy for delivering information. Uh, and I think that that's kind of our concern, both in relation to the patch notes and in relation to this issue here about, you know, communicating what's going on with things that might affect the game because there, uh, there's a very surface level assessment done of what's necessary communication. It's not given the level of rigor necessary to find out, you know, because like, they had thought, I mean, you imagine if they had thought through the consequences of, you know, the nukes not working and how that's going to affect player experience, that if they'd really taken the time to think about that, you'd think that they would have made some more premeditated effort toward communication. It just never happened. Uh, and so that's, that's the most charitable way I think I can look at it. I'm kind of the opinion of I think I don't know how to say your name, dude. I'm probably going to butcher it, but Miru Tool Gaming in chat, keep it under wraps so it doesn't uh, spark outrage. Uh, is their mindset? I'm kind of of that opinion to tell you the truth. You think? Well, that might be it. I just want to go down on the list here, just to to, to make it uh, make it clear that it's not one off. If you guys remember the CV bug, that's also pretty recent. You couldn't build defenses um, with them anymore. You know, the advanced uh, construction technology mm -hmm. basically wouldn't work. Do you guys want to know how everybody found out about that one? I was actually live looking at it when they found out about it. It was in FCL in one of their oh. matches. <laughs> oh, nice. Somebody oh just found out that they couldn't use the CV to build stuff. That's how th that bug was like. And then it was like, instead of, I was expecting, you know, somebody's going to go in the updates channel and say, hey guys, like a bug came up with the CV. You can't, you know, build defenses with them. Uh, we're looking into it. Uh, we'll let you know when it gets fixed. Bye-bye. You know, uh, why would that be a, an issue? And why would that get anybody mad i wouldn't be mad i'd be like relieved they told me so i don't mm -hmm. waste time with it right um another more a few you know older ones that you might remember are the apc catapults that they would just like throw you all all around that still happened even in recent days oh yeah uh one of the most iconic ones i think is the stealth jeep uh basically the jeeps wouldn't be attacked by ai so basically anybody could get in a jeep and just go wherever <laughs> with nothing shooting them. Yeah, that, I tell you what, that you know the problem with that. I've had that uh, idea before. You know what I mean? Some kind of vehicle that can get through. Like if you want to take like prisoners and role play the prison behind your lines and shit like that. That might be pretty cool. The problem with that is it would be like in that setting of like a little role play thing. You know where you're taking the you know they surrender and you take them back behind your lines and you put them in a prison, make a mine and all that shit. You know we've all done it. But I think. If that if that was put into the game, it would cause so many fucking issues. You know what I mean? With people abusing oh, yeah, it, yeah, like that. I mean, we I mean? saw. Well, and the biggest issue is that like... Razor's going to show up with a harvester, and you guys, and you're going to turn them all into mud. <laughs> That's different situations, though. Another another really famous one was the Katusha RPG, as people call it, where basically RPGs had no, um, like they, the 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 shell would just fly until it hit something. It was crazy. It was out of this world. Yeah. And again, remember I there was um I don't think there was any word on that. It just got fixed some one day with you know out of the blue. Nobody nothing officially ever talked about. It. It's like they never existed because 
they're only in the minds of the players. They were never documented in any way officially, at least not for us to see. Maybe, you know, internally, um, they took note of it and uh, they did whatever, um, you know, they, um, they do with all the bugs and stuff, but there was never any communication towards the players, right? Which, in my mind, is, is, is a pretty big deal, at least. Right. Well, with uh, regarding to 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 this, yes, uh, I st I still have a few a few things that are kind of related to this, but I'd rather Jesus. discuss it in a in a separate uh, in a separate thing. <laughs> what dark? We, we bored you. I'm sorry. Oh, he wants to play Barotrauma. He wants to play Barotrauma. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Keep your pants on. Bring this to our sponsor. Um, letting you guys know this podcast is sponsored by our uh, by our Teespring. Please buy your <laughs> Callahan's. We all we all agree to raid yeah, Shadow yeah. Legends, Doc. No. We all agree no. to raid. No, I need to go to I'm Poland. Fucking... It's the only way. How? <laughs> I mean, please use promo code Dark Leftovers on checkout for five percent off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real code. Stop lying to people. Um, um. <laughs> yeah, so Dev Branch. Because um, I know most of you probably know Dev Branch is in full swing right now. Um, and there's an issue, in, in my opinion. And it's, it's, a, bit, uh, it's a bit related to, to all of this. Um, you know how, like with the Storm Cannons, I mentioned that basically the devs think that we don't really need to know you know nothing relating to stats like actual how big is the hp of a vehicle it has to be a number right there is a number somewhere and same with structures for example you know like what's what's the storm cannons hp or how how is it affected by adding an extra bunker and stuff like that everything is a guess game and um, it's pretty funny that because like, I know one of you mentioned that uh, basically you know you need to do a, a shit ton of research to find out how things work. Uh, literally today in in DK Discord we had like two research teams <laughs> just working, <laughs> working around the clock to finding out how stuff works, right? And this kind of raises a lot of questions for me. One question. You should see the graphs, by the way. The graphs are hilarious. Yeah. We, we, we have meetings and everything, you know? They, they, you know, they say that there's going to be sandwiches, but there never is. The, the, the good old 82 R&D department never fails. Never fails. find every and anything. The, Nothing slips through those. The issue for me personally is, well, it's not an issue because you could actually do it in a really smart way. Because I think about it, there's no Q and A anymore. We're the Q and A basically, sort of. That's how it feels. But and that's not a problem. I think that's okay. You know, I think that's probably better than just asking some people that don't understand what's happening to do Q and A and just like, you know, they're going to probably fail at it miserably. We we at least know exactly what to expect. Like I. As someone who obviously watches the dev stream, there is literally nothing more frustrating for a veteran than watching the Q&A section of the dev stream. Because mm -hmm. what you will see happen time and time again, and I feel it needs to be called out in an official capacity, um, you know, they will, you know, spend an awkward 
Uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about. An awkward amount of Absolutely. time looking for a non-question. You know what I mean? In the midst of, you know, goes back to the logistics outrage, you know, where there was, you know, a hundred questions in the chat about logistics. And you could see this guy was, you know, he was looking for, uh, you know, a non-question. I think he picked one about, you know, some, you know, what did you do at the weekend? And he's like, oh, yeah, we had a great time. It's like, yeah, yeah, dude, I, you know, that's great. But I want to kind of know, you know, what the fuck's going on with your game? You know what I mean? You know, answer answer relevant questions to the you know the 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 patch you know what i mean and people people that are having problems with it don't just I, I, I really hope that they you know into the future start to engage with people that don't necessarily agree with them you know what i mean because there's a lot of uh people out there that will you know just flat out uh, agree with the devs or no matter what they say you know try and you know sugarcoat it and things like that i mean it needs to be discussed if you if you want the you know the things to evolve and you want the game to evolve um, and have input from from everybody as it was preached you know a, f a couple of years ago that they want the community input and, and things like that it seems to be that there's only one section of the community that's having any input and it's the people that agree with the devs all the time and that is a good uh, a good example of why we've created the stream you know to to discuss topics uh, in a fair and you know rational manner rather than just agreeing with everything and it may seem like we've got a you know because this has been pretty harsh on the devs so to speak for the stream here and uh, i think that you know it's worth mentioning that you know we have a really good faith desire for that team to succeed and we we, we disagree you know, I think implicitly with a lot of decisions that have been made and we're bringing those out in the spirit of goodwill, even though there's, you know, lower level, even higher levels of frustration here. Uh, it's not intended to be anything it's, like it's passion other than construct, like anything other than constructive, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, the desire is to kind of get some thoughts out there to generate some ideas. And, it's, you know, you, as evidence is saying, there's a tendency and it's, it's a tendency to all men to like, kind of bow up in the face of resistance or bow up in the face of somebody that's coming at you. And that's not what we're trying to do. We, we, we're trying to offer what we feel is really constructive feedback and advice from your player base. And uh, would love to continue to partner to that end to try to help this game so that you can engage with, you know, the more, what I'm going to call the more competitive elements of your player base. And, you know, we could, we could talk at a long length about what, what a competitive community does for the health of a game. That's a whole different podcast. I mean, uh, even though comparatively, uh, people from the outside looking at the Foxhole community would think it was quite a small game or, you know, anything like that. But if they get to know the community and they spend time with the community, they'll they'll realize that the Foxhole community is not just rare, it's quite new, unique, you know what I mean, for, for people to, Absolutely. to to latch onto a game. And, it, I mean, uh, in the beginning when, you know, the first time I heard that, you know, the devs were like, oh, well, we want you to make the story of Foxhole, you know, we want you to... Uh, create the story of Foxhole by playing our game and having your encounters and having your stories and stuff like that. And I never thought it'd work, but it has. You know what I mean? But the the problem is that we've got we've got to it now, and 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 now it's all of a sudden a problem that we've we've created these stories and stuff like that. So I really hope that into the future um, the devs will engage with you know people that you know don't necessarily agree with them all the time. You know. We might we might agree with them sometimes, but um, you know we we just we have a lot of passion for Foxhole, 
and uh, and we re- we really really do love the game. It's just we we want to uh, we want to see it um, succeed and 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 things like that. And uh, we don't necessarily think our input alone is obviously going to do that. It's just um, I think that we uh, we feel as if our input is is quite important to the game game's uh, development as well. On that segue, the the last thing I'm I'm gonna say and try and wrap it up is, and uh, again I'm gonna just resume to myself personally. When I buy myself something, whatever it is, you know, it might be a, a phone or whatever, or like a pair of, you know, like footwear or whatever, it doesn't matter. I look at the bad reviews and stuff first. You know, I I look at what people don't like about them first, and I think for me personally, that's I, I don't look at that to just like, you know, get offended over the, what they're saying. I look at that because that's what, you know, if, if I can live with that, and if, if I'm happy with what people are saying there, then, you know, I, I can assume that that, that product is going to be good for me. It might not be one-on-one a perfect analogy, but I think the devs should look at what people don't like first, not what, what people like. That's that's how I see things. Yeah. Right? That's a that's a good that's a good way of summing up what I just said really. You know what I mean? Uh, moving on on the on the dev branch part. So I'll tell you my my issue with all of this. Uh, you know, community testing on all of this is brilliant. I think that's one huge plus that the game has compared to a lot of other games. Not a lot of other games that you get so hands-on with uh, basically a preview of the game this what, what we're having right now is like a beta to the beta of what's going to be and you know anybody can go on there and say i've tested this i've tested that i don't like this i don't like that you guys should look into this i found this bug and so on and so forth uh, other games have betas and tests and stuff but they're not as hands-on i would say i think Foxo is uniquely hands-on especially because it's not just you or not you and two friends it's basically like, I'll give our example, it's a clan. So you might have like 10 or 20 people in that dev branch, all uh, testing stuff and, you know, interacting with each other. And it makes for its own mini game, if I can call it that, right? It's, it's, it's a unique experience. The one thing I think re- really ruins this experience is um, the amount of mystery we still have uh, in this game regarding how things work. So I'll give you an example. You know how we all know that, for example, AT turrets have this armor as a building, and it uh, the way to 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 get it down and attack it better is to use you know AP weapons, right? We all know that, but is it documented anywhere? Do you know of anything ever being said about it? No, exactly. You know, like, and it, it comes in with the tanks now, with the, um, the, I don't know if you guys know, but the tanks have an armor, right? They introduce now. And this armor basically influences the amount of, uh, of penetration, or penetrating or non-penetrating shots, right? So as long as you have the armor on, there is a, a good chance of, of uh, shots not penetrating. And basically you bouncing the shot. But it is mm. depletable, right? This was never said at any point. What? It's depletable. It's what? You, you can you can take Fuck. yes, you can take off the armor of a tank completely, and after that okay. point, every shot is going to penetrate. And the counter to that, the way to solve that, is to take the vehicle to a um, 
vehicle factory and repair its armor there, which is gonna what? yes. <laughs> and this okay. this is well this is what was not touched upon at all. It it was just like people found out about it. So you see, I feel like this is extremely this is way more important than a lot of stuff they said in these dev streams. Good God, yeah, 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 a hundred times more. So if a component of a vehicle gets destroyed, I mean, assuming you can probably build it up to a certain extent, like, for instance, if your engine gets completely taken out, you know what I mean? You'd have to repair that to a certain extent so it can at least drive to a a, a vehicle factory. Or is it, is it just like things like armor and, and things like that? Uh, well, again, this is because this is kind of the problem. So there's an armor there. There's a, there's a, in, another invisible. So you have the HP bar, which is invisible. And then you have another bar, which is called armor that is invisible. Everything's invisible in this game when it comes to health and such, right? And, um, you know, it, it gets depleted while you get shot, right? Until the armor one hits zero. And then you need to go back to a, a vehicle factory to to basically repair it, to renew it. But the problem is, for me personally, is think about it. People went in to test this stuff and test these functions, and they have zero clue about all of this. I find that weird, extremely weird, don't you think? Like, yeah. how yeah. are we even supposed to know if that armor system is working correctly if we don't even know it's there? You know, so basically people are assuming and just like testing, raw testing, hours of their life into shooting a thing with a thing and seeing what happens. But definitely, like on the long term, there's no way for them to assess if the result is good or not, because you don't know exactly what the mechanics behind it are. You don't know if those health bars are there or not correctly, how much, what's, what's their quantity and so on and so forth. So I hope you guys understand, like, my dilemma personally is, like, how are people supposed to test something Thank you for the follow, they don't understand how it, if, they, if they don't understand how it works or you don't tell them how it exactly is supposed to work, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's a huge, and it looks like we're getting more and more of them added to the pile, right? Because back then, uh, back until now, we had this HP bar, and then there was that, you know, like other uh, bar of armor health or whatever for buildings. Now we're talking about vehicles as well. And um, it's going to get more complicated because of the interactions between all of them, like... Uh, sticky against tank, tank against building, building against, you get know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the coloration between all of these moving parts, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, and the consequences are pretty profound for the entire player experience. I mean, we're talking about it from our perspective, and we are about as informed a population as you can have in the game. Uh, but, but think of, once again, the new player experience. And I mean, if there's any area that this game has suffered dramatically from, from cradle to grave, it's new players coming to the game and trying to, you know, understand it, which in some respects, you know, which is weird. I'm, I'm going to kind of fight against my own head here. It's kind of worked to their advantage because, you know, when you first get in a foxhole, like you see it, kind of the enthusiasm from the new players, especially like the new guys we get in a DK and how like eager, enthusiastic they are to learn the game and experience it all. And, you know, that, that, that process drives a lot of enthusiasm for pro players. And, and so I, I don't know, I don't want to defeat my own argument, but at the same time, they, they're lost. They're hopelessly lost for a long time as they try to figure out all the core mechanics that are just sometimes counterintuitive to what you would ex how you would expect them to work. 
And just for anybody in the chat um, that might be listening that's new to Foxhole, or maybe you have a friend that's new to Foxhole and you're not quite sure of how to introduce them to the game, we do run uh, basic training, and that's free for any warden to join. Um, and you can, you know, no obligation to join 82DK if you just want to learn how to play the basics of infantry, logistics, and combat engineers combat, then, uh, you know, you, you feel free to, uh, to join our Discord and attend those uh, trainings. While we're still on the topic, Klaus uh, wants us to mention that the mortars are still reliable AT weapons uh, with reliable turret crits. So, uh, yeah, I was afraid of this. So, basically, you can use yeah. mortars to just, like, disable turrets, like, the, you know, like popping cherries, you know, like, pop, pop. <laughs> well, that's, the th uh, that's the thing, though, with the mortar meta. I mean, it's it's going to stay strong until they press the, the button to make it not so. Because, I mean, if you're going to get disabled, you're also going to get destroyed. So, the this is... Yeah, this is something I didn't like as well. I, I know somebody brought it up with KFC and his response is we're going to look into it if we have time. And that's that's kind of bringing me to our last our last like topic here of uh, of discussion real quick, which is game balance. And if you tell me you don't have time into looking at mortar spam, which is objectively the most um you know the most meta thing out there right now like yeah. anything anything that is an issue just throw mortars at it and it's gonna go away then i'm afraid i am gonna have a lot of doubts regarding your ability to balance even in remotely balance all of these new moving parts because remember faction specific vehicles we're already finding yeah. out that the apc that wardens were supposed to get is not coming in are colonials gonna get a vehicle restricted because of it? Because if the warden APC is not coming in, but the colonials get to keep their APC, you have a balancing problem already, right? So here's here, here's another issue: is what it decides like they pick and choose when they want to interact and when they don't. Uh, one thing that pissed me off when I heard when uh, they said that when they they brought to them that the colonial gunboat because of its height and range, had a five-meter increase. They brushed it off as if, well, it's a good thing we have asymmetrical vehicles now. But it's like, it's been, la been like that for so long, and people may think five meters, oh, it may not be nothing. But if you're five meters away from destroying a town hall, you, you get me like, it's, it's a big fucking thing. Yeah. A massive advantage. Massive. It, it just being brushed off, or even like, you know, oh, maybe we can still tweak it. I mean, I don't it'll still probably stay 45 meters. And then the issue with the mortar spam now, it's like, this is something that's critical. This is the most meta way to, to deal with any problem in the voxel. It could simply just have a number value change as a temporary fix. That's all people are really looking and asking for is just, this is a big problem that's affecting pretty much anything that is stationary or slow or really related to armor in the game. I can, I, can, I can fix the mortar in one thing. You know, make them very, very weak against tanks, have no regular rounds for them, and have have uh, have, sh have shrapnel rounds for them and HE rounds for them, and that's it. And obviously, they're not gonna, the HE rounds for the mortar would be just the normal mortar round or something like that, and this, obviously the shrapnel's for infantry. But do it make them do absolutely no fucking damage to vehicles. You know, unless it's like, you know, something like a truck or something like that, maybe. But All they have to do is just take away the armor penetration value. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's all they have to do is just, like, what what's... 
because they create even, the priority. Even if, they, even if they just lower the the point that you know the uh, the damage that uh, a tank takes from a mortar, they'll just throw more mortars at it until it you know it, until it meets meets the adequate amount. So even if it takes five mortars to destroy your tank now, they'll just throw another five at it. You know what I mean? I will so, say, I mean, if you, it is still effective to increase the cost because there is a certain point where it's just untenable or not cost efficient enough anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. if you if you have to blow up 15 mortars to get the same result that you have to do now for five, that would resolve it nine times in ten. Yeah, it, it do, yeah. plays a good role, especially for logging and if you have again like better tools for the job, you'll you know you might want to use the cheaper more option versus like you know like for example to, to destroy a BT effectively. Need about ten to fifteen sheep around, and just, just I mean, that's just only one crate of mortar shells. If you think about it, like twenty shells. If everyone has just one, and you land that one shot, that volley, guess that you know that's a disabled BT. And even if the mortars don't finish it, you still have corresponding thirsty infantry yeah. that are just ready just to fucking end it at any point. I think it's going to have to be one of those things where we're going to have to see what happens. But I can—I mean, I'm pretty confident that the uh, result is going to be how we thought it was going to be. Um, you know, we're going to get a little at war with some of these vehicles, and they're just going to fucking evaporate. You know, before the long-ranged uh, AT and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because right now be an absolute fucking bane. They really are. Things aren't looking good for a lot of the field equipment either. I'm just making it. I hope they change it. I'll let you go, Razor. I'll let you go. No, 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 no. I, I was just like thinking about it right now. And I, I didn't want really want to go in a circle here. But remember when we were discussing about, you know, we don't want the players to be affected by changes and stuff. Game balance <laughs> is going to be affecting the hell out of us. Right. Especially because hey. I am like from, from preliminary data. So th this is important because they still have time. It's not all of it like lost. They still have time to change yep. stuff. But from preliminary data, we're looking towards, you know, the same. Basically, some OP shit, like, you know, a really fucking popular tank everybody's going to use, a really popular, you know, variety of one vehicle everybody's going to use. And then the rest of them, they're going to probably just like be, you know, people are going to try it out for a bit, see they don't perform and then just, you know, never see them again. <laughs> Goodbye. As it relates to game balance, one of the most important things to do is to try, you know, in instead of agonizing over getting the perfect solution and trying to hit the nail on the head, experiment, do something. And if you've got a reputation, you've got a habit of doing that. The players will be generally speaking, very forgiving of that. Cause they know that you've got a reputation and the ability to go back and adjust it again. And it, you know, if it's, if it doesn't work now, give it, three or four weeks and it, it, you know it's going to be different right and that's where you can get a little bit of forgiveness from your player base because in there and, and, and a eagerness surrounding as well because people get excited you know as we talked about in the last podcast you know even if you knew you had a stable rhythm where you were going to fine-tune some material part of the game balance every war so you load in there and suddenly shotguns get a 50 percent buff or you know there's a change to the way the shells work in some manifestation but do something even if it's a little out there and for that war we play with it and you get free feedback and then we know as a player base that you you've got the courage and the ability to make some changes we're good you know like there's so so have the courage to make the change yeah um i just hope the only thing i agree with you i think whatever they decide to go with let's go with it but you know just like pay attention to what people say after you go with it and try and uh, and try and go from there the only thing i feel extremely important at least for it to be 
you know, minimally fair going into the first engagement is like neither faction needs to have an advantage because, you know, like a vehicle of one faction is not ready or some shit like that. My personal opinion would be if one faction doesn't get something, the other faction shouldn't get something as well, right? Yeah, I mean, each, yes. I mean even, though, even though we do have different vehicles, we still have equivalents, you know what I mean? Sort so, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do have equivalents to that, you know, the the counter the colonials get compared to our you know new tank they get that big bombuska thing you know what i mean or the uh uh you know the jeep is a good example so if the warden jeep wasn't ready just take out the colonial version of it with the rpg on you know what i mean for one more until they're both ready so i think yeah i think i would keep people because like yeah don't, don't get me wrong because it's important we say this otherwise people think you know of bias because there's always a discussion about bias i think the only thing the only reason people exaggerate and go on bias runs where they say you know oh no the devs love that faction more than they love us and stuff like that i think all of that all of that rhetoric comes from stuff like this because yeah. if you allow it to happen in a way where like you know ah oh, like well out of a bug or out of a mistake the colonial gunboat is faster or can fire longer or whatever i am 100 sure none of the developers would ever ever go as low as doing that on purpose that would just be unimaginable for me right yeah yeah but but and this is a big but like kaz was saying if your response to when people call this out is like eh, you know whatever it's gonna like everybody's gonna like wait like you don't care about this 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 has been affecting us for like the longest time now yeah so that's what I, I think it's really important to improve on just fucking own it i think everybody could you know stop calling all of this bias stuff if, if they would own it if they would say yes there, there was a mistake there yes there was a bug there we weren't aware of it we are aware of it now we're gonna fix it they get it gets fixed and that's the last we're gonna ever hear about it i think i mean we you know, don't, i mean we don't really get a lot of people calling bias in k because we don't really care whether the colonials are biased or not. It just makes the victory that much sweeter, you know? <laughs> they are big, if they have bigger guns than us, we beat them anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess that's an argument. Like, And I think this is why wardens kind of have... Because, you know, colonials are always crying wardens, cry bias more, wardens cry that colonial cries bias. I think, you know, a lot of people actually get attracted to the warden faction because of, of, of this, because of wardens being seen as the lesser faction let's call it as in Indeed. favor with, with the germans the... aren't we i mean let's let's not beat around the bush with the germans in the second world war and oh. they and they're the americans you yeah, know what i mean that's, that's what uh... yeah but that's what people think when they get the uh, yeah game. that's yeah. what they think that's yes. the first impression you get the war oh this is a war game oh these guys look like the americans these guys look like the germans that's not maybe what it's intended but you know that is what people think and nine times out of ten i'm guessing when an American gets the game, which is a vast majority of the player base, or, you know, whatever, they'll be like, oh, well, I want to join the Allies, sort of thing. So I think that's why you get the colonial overpopulations and stuff like that, uh, especially in new players. Yeah, that's a, like, that's a very good point. And, uh, you know, Gonzo was, like, saying in chat that, of course, you know, the Wardens are based on the French, uh, the French aesthetics. But the thing is, and this is what Avatus is mostly referring to, a lot of people see uh, colonials as uh, as the Americans because the aesthetics are very similar to 
uh, to Americans, and then who's like who's who are the Americans fighting? You know, in the Second World War, you know, and then that's the parallel a lot of people. Are doing. This is a point that has been brought up before, and I would have loved to have seen sort of like instead of uh, you know blue versus green, maybe they could do like blue versus yellow or something like that. You know what I mean? Because our uniforms stand whoa, out whoa, like whoa, a whoa. Sort of... <laughs> <laughs> Dark. What are you trying to send you here, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think that it 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 would have done a lot better, you know, in in just like people getting the game for the first time and, and coming onto it and seeing the basic aesthetic of it, you know, they go that's what's going to be running through their head, and I think it would have been a lot better in terms of like uniform and like and things like that, and just being like level on both sides of the playing field because we're wearing blue in like a mostly green environment you know what i mean um i mean i'm not gonna lie to you like and i already like mentioned this uh for vehicles and i i think even for soldiers i i would love to at least i know they're not uh the devs are not big into like variation of skins and stuff like that but at least the option of going winter, like in Company of Heroes, you know, like winter and then summer uniforms, yep. and yeah, at least yes. that I'm really hoping for. Because like wardens should have white uniforms. Come on, we're like just fighting yep. in the snow all day. Why would we just use blue? <laughs> what what kind of logic you know, is that? that? Would be, you know, just give me an absolutely amazing idea. You know, would absolutely be awesome. Regional uniforms. How sick would that be? You know, yeah. like you go into a region, you visit a town hall, switch to that region's uniform. You know what I mean? So if you're in Callahan's Pass, you go to a town hall, click this button, and suddenly, if you're a warden, you get like snow trooper camo. Camo. That would be sick. You know what I mean? From coast, you get a tunnel speedo. Just a bunch of bunch of wardens charging with bayonets and just only dressed in speedos, gas mask and helmet. Okay, I think that this is kind like of my the, wet dream. This is kind of the sign you guys are getting tired. So. If you're listening, we need that artwork, you know, for next stream. They're gonna love that. Somebody pitch it to them, you know. We need a <laughs> don't don't forget the gas mask though. I know he has a speedo, but gas masks are on at all times. I don't care what the setting is, right? And the mankinis are also acceptable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Remember the wardens are an overcompensating faction, so Please use that to your lower perspective. We're prideful yet humble people. Oh yeah. Oh, we need we need to do a segment on Captain Birdseye next stream, dude. Put it down. Put it down for next stream. Sure, we'll. I'm. You know, I think that's. Long don't think. Do. Don't think we don't know, devs, about the Captain Birdseye. <laughs> thing is on with Callahan. Yeah. is on to you guys. Yeah. hats, boys. Okay, so if you're curious. After the stream, go on YouTube, type in Captain Birdseye, you'll get what I'm saying. Right. I'm going to start uh, wrapping it up slowly because I feel like this discussion shows that Avitus is, uh, is tired now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm we, definitely we getting tired. I'm ready for some fucking barrel drama, dude. Ready don't, for some barrel drama. Don't, don't get dark all excited again. Yes. Slight, slight reminder, everyone. We do plan on playing a barrel drama after this stream. So please stick around and join the other games Discord for some good deep sea diving so um let me see because i have a lot of remarks for for the closing bit here. oh my god yes i i, I would like to thank the academy no we're an hour <laughs> 30 into this razor please no, just no. End it. calm down calm down 
calm down. The, the fast, Shoot me already. As soon as you calm down, as soon as I can do this. So first of all, just like to uh, give a shout out to uh, Prescott for making possible this discussion because I think, uh, you know, the, the fact that uh, Captain in Arms brought up this point actually made uh, made for an interesting discussion for us to... Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. To, so yeah, thanks a lot for, for keeping the dialogue alive. I hope we can like do this in the future, you know, just feature segments and uh, maybe discuss them. Maybe, who knows, in one day, even together. Um, aside from that, uh, because uh, somebody asked, we are now also available on like Spotify, Thank Radio you for the follow Public. You, Essential Scum. you can find us on, on multiple platforms if you want to listen to it on, on the bus drive, on the car, I don't know. I, I just figured if, if you guys, you know, want to do it, why not have it? So... That's the thing now. You can listen to us wherever you want. And uh, I hope you enjoy that. Um, other than that, uh, go I ahead. Would say, I would just say, you know, a community that disagrees on certain things about uh, a project does not necessarily, you know, mean that, you know, those two opposing sides are hostile towards each other. You know what I mean? It's just that uh, if, if you're going to have that difference of opinion, it's going to make a healthier environment and a better project at the end of the day, in my, in, at least in my experience. Right, I do agree. Dark, any closing remarks? I got nothing to say to you, bigots. All of you are assholes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like your opinion. I don't like what you guys have been talking about. I've been awaking and sleeping for this whole fucking podcast. Yeah, well... Quite frankly, I have nothing to say to you, so please don't talk to me or my company ever again. Okay, or I think somebody. I'll, throw get, him the, a, I'll get, the, get the trunk gun, dude. Don't fr- worry. Throw him the sneakers. He's not him with you. <laughs> okay, Kaz, wrap it up for us, dude. <laughs> I I can't even begin to top what Dark said. Can we just leave it there? That's that's uh, awesome. But you, yeah, no. you don't want to. You don't want to get into that. <laughs> I can get. Yeah. No, but it's been good. It's been it's been uh, as you said. It's been a good thing to talk about. I hope we continue the dialogue and hope that we can kind of get Foxville to be. What, what it's capable of, right? To really realize its potential. There's a lot of potential in this game. Right, guys. So, without further to do, get your grenades, get the pins out, count to three, and then just, like, drop them and run, because <laughs> Dark is tired of mm. all, all of us. That's a spicy ball. <laughs> Remember, Teespring. Yeah. Oh, code Dark Leftovers, please. I check out. <laughs> that is not the actual fucking real code. See you guys later. It has been fun. Hope you join us next time, guys. Bye. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.